welcome to the latest episode of the Championship Roundtable. I'm your host, Jake Jackman, and you can reach us at the show by emailing us at championshiproundtable at gmail.com. Hi, uh, I'm James Evans, QPR fan. Recently set up uh, We Are QPR TV on YouTube. I also write for Shoot Football for QPR, and you can follow We Are QPR TV at WQPR TV on Twitter. Hi, I'm Kevin. I'm the editor of Leeds United Mad website. I also do bits and pieces for Radio Yorkshire and Made in Leeds TV and do a column in the Sun Football Online for Fans View. And um, I'm a massive Leeds United supporter. Thanks so much for joining us today, guys. We'll start on making the rounds where each of us will have a few minutes to discuss what's been happening at our clubs this week. We'll start with you, James. A good win for QPR in your first match with Ian Holloway as manager. What are your views on QPR at the moment? Yeah, a, a great win for us. Well, a lot has happened at QPR last couple of weeks. Um, I, I mean, I had my reservations initially, but actually I think I didn't think there was that great uh, many managers to choose from. And Ian Holloway is a great choice. It's illustrated by, you know, QPR rarely get that manager bounce, but we, we, we did. We did in yesterday's game against Norwich, a team that we kind of historically haven't done very, very well against. He came out, you know, he greeted all the fans. We want our Rangers back. There was that, you know, that classic buzz before a game that you can never kind of put your finger on. But when you get it before a match, it's um, it, it's great. And to be fair, uh, Norwich helped us out by getting a man sent off for a ridiculous handball uh, on, the li- on the line uh, after a couple of minutes. Um, although he did get a bit shaky towards the end. And, you know, the, I mean, we held on and it, it, was, it was good. Some resolute play, especially by Joel Lynch. Um, but it's fantastic and Holloway's got a lot of credit in the bank with QPR fans and I hope it stays that way and he's given the time to do it. Yeah, from an as an outsider looking in, I was slightly surprised that uh, Jim Floyd Hasselbank was sacked this early. I didn't think the results were that bad. The performances weren't awful. You seemed like a solid mid-table team. Why do you think the change was made? There's a couple of ways of looking at it. Firstly, um, Hasselbank, Hasselbank's football was unfortunately pretty boring to watch. And I don't know if that's amplified in quite a small stadium where it's compact. And historically speaking, QPR try to play attractive football. I wouldn't go so far as to say we have a West Ham way or anything like that. But they've always QPR have always tried to play quite nice football. And But, you know, last year, about November the 4th, uh, Chris Ramsey got sacked. His penultimate game is Brentford. November the 5th, penultimate game, Brentford. Uh, Jimmy Floyd Hasbank gets sacked. I do, obviously, his football wasn't up to it and Ramsey was out of his depth. But Fernandez clearly wants to try and secure promotion as quickly as possible. And those things combined together are key, really. OK, moving on to you now, Kevin. Uh, obviously, a disappointing result, but a good performance against uh, top of the league, Newcastle. What are your thoughts on Leeds at the moment? Yeah, I'm delighted that we're in the position we are because, you know, if you compare both teams, obviously we've spent a small fortune compared to what Newcastle have paid for their team. Uh, I won't say we were on our best form today by any means. I think we missed Hernandez a little bit. Those crucial balls that he puts through uh, weren't there today. Uh, Vieira and Phillips, uh, two youngsters in the middle of the park, were sort of outrun a little bit by Shelby and, and Colbeck. Um, penalty decision, I thought. Um, Monk thought it was a penalty. Uh, should have been given maybe because his hands were not in a position they should be when you jump. But I don't suppose you jump with your hands by your arms 
by your side, should I say, all the time. So I don't know. It was one of those decisions that could have gone our way, but didn't. Um, a few half chances, uh, like the ball ricocheting against Wood. It might have gone in another day, but it went for a goal kick. Uh, yeah, we can't complain, but our season is not going to be defined by playing two games against Newcastle this season. It's going to be defined by playing the other clubs in the league. Um, and I think we're as long as we get back to winning ways on Saturday, against Rotherham, um, which is another crucial game. It's on TV again next Saturday night. I think that that's going to be more crucial now to get three points. If we'd have got a draw against Norwich and a draw against Newcastle, people might have said, yeah, we've had a good couple of games, but we would have been a point less uh, or well off. So uh, the win at Norwich looks more crucial now to me. Um, I was just checking your Twitter feed earlier as well, Jake, and according to you, we were playing uh, Barcelona, so I, I don't think we ever had a chance of getting a result today, really. Do you? Yeah, I think I was slightly overplaying Newcastle, but it's difficult not to in our current form. But I'd just like to ask you about the current feeling within the fan base, because there was a lot of talk before the game about Ellen Road being sold out for the first time in six years. Yeah. Uh, looks like the feeling uh, the good feelings back at Leeds it looks like yeah. you know you're really connecting with Gary Monk do you think that this is the start of something special for Leeds or are you still worried about Massimo Cellino doing something stupid I'm not as too worried about the, as we've talked about yeah. before I'm not too worried about him at the moment because he hasn't really said anything in public for a good few weeks now maybe because the team have been doing so well I don't know but or maybe he's in discussions with somebody about a takeover who knows what's going on I don't think most fans are too bothered as long as the team are doing well on the park and we have been doing ever since that home defeat against Huddersfield we've had Lee you know we've lost three games now in that period of time which is not too bad um, so yeah, um, I can't really grumble. We're in a good position, uh, just outside the playoffs. Um, uh, would we, uh, after the QPR opening day defeat, nobody would have thought of that, you know, because we were dreadful that afternoon and we weren't too too clever in the next four or five games. Um, if people were asking for the head of Gary Monk, uh, not not within Leeds fans, but um, the media were sort of questioning his tactics. As soon as he went to 4-2-3-1 like he played at Swansea, things sort of improved. And obviously we got Janssen in. Pontus Janssen has been awesome for us all season since he, since he made his debut. And then the other guy, Union O'Kane from Bournemouth, he's been outstanding as well this season. Both of those transformed the results. And we can't really grumble. We were in the top three or four teams on, on the farm guide. Um, as long as we pick, um, pick up results now, at, like you say, at Rotherham, and we've got Villa at home in a couple of weeks as well, they're going to be massive games. And obviously we play Brighton away a week after. And then it's going to be the hectic Christmas period. If we're still in and or about the top six when it comes to January, I think that's the good time then to get two or three more quality players in and try and make a, a concerted push for promotion. I never thought I'd say that now uh, after the first few games of the season, but I think promotion is on and there's a great buzz uh, around the city at the moment. Yeah, I was very impressed with Leeds today. Uh, I'll just come on to Newcastle now. Obviously, we, we got another win, which was our eighth win in a row in the league, which is quite ridiculous considering how bad we were last season. And you look at how Aston Villa and Norwich are sort of struggling in recent weeks as well. I mean, Aston Villa have picked up, but Newcastle are the one relegated side that have really taken to this division. And we're, we're now top of the table, cleared by five points. And it just does look like we're going to run away with this league as much as me as a pessimistic Newcastle fan and still trying to find reasons why that's not going to happen. I'm finding it more difficult each week. Today, it was it was a similar performance to what we've been putting out every week away from home. We've been 
scoring goals when we're on top, but we have been under the cosh quite a lot, but then we're not conceding goals. So there's obviously something right, something right about the game management that Rafa Benitez has brought into the club that means that we just don't concede goals even when we are under pressure because it's not like this is Leeds, this is the first case of this happening where a team have had chances and they haven't taken them. We've come away with a lucky three points or, you know, we've had a bit of luck. This has been happening on a week by week basis. You know, this is the type of game that happens every castle where we do score and then we are under the caution we we still manage to pick up those wins so i think there's something in this team's dna where we just are not going to lose that many games i think it's going to take quite a lot for a team to finish above us i don't think it's from what i've uh, seen from all the statistical people we're on course to beat reading's record uh points total in this division which would be quite an achievement i think that would be even better than what many Newcastle fans expected from the season. Uh, there's a lot of talk about how much money we've spent, the players we've got, the squad, the squad we've got, and it, I can understand it to an extent, but it's not our fault that these regulations are in and we can spend this money. If you look at our bench today, we had Mo Diame, Alexander Mitrovic, DeAndre Yedlin, you know, they're, they're international players and they're not even getting in our team, which just shows the ridiculous strength we've got at the moment. And now we've hit 40 points. And I was saying all year last year, oh, I hope we hit 40 points. And we've hit it by November, which is which is great for me as a fan. I think I can enjoy the season, be going to all these nice grounds, playing different teams, and then next season going back into the Premier League and seeing how that goes. I thought the game today, it was, it was a good game. I think we were the better team to start with. Leeds came back into it. They had quite a few set pieces. They could have had the penalty, like you said, Kevin, but I'm not totally convinced that you can be given penalties for that. You, you, if you give a penalty for that, you're going to be given penalties away every week. You know, you can't do it. I, th- I think it wasn't a blatant handball, the distance between Colback and I think it was Vieira wasn't that big. So I, I think you can't be given penalties for that. And it was a, just another good performance. And now I think we're just going to stride away at the top of the league. As much as I would love to find a reason why I, why we won't be doing that, I just can't say it. I don't think there's any other team in this division that is as good as us. So I'm pretty confident. I mean, the challenge for us is going to be in the future. I don't think it's going to be this season, sadly. But I'm hoping that Benitez doesn't tell the players the same things I'm saying. Because I think I've been a little bit too complacent. And the players can't do that because we've seen that there's teams in this division that can beat you on your day. Uh, but I think I'm fairly confident going forward. Um, yeah, we'll just move into the topics now. I just want to ask each of you how you assess your season so far. Uh, are you close to achieving your aims? And what changes, if any, you would make you want your team to make in the January transfer window or off the pitch? We'll start with you, James. Obviously, you made a change off the pitch with Ian Holloway coming in. Do you think that you can now push on with uh, this season and maybe challenge for a playoff place? Or do you think that it is still like a consolidation period? Well, it's... it's it... You know, well, per- personally, personally, yeah, I, I don't think we... I think we've got some honest players and some decent players. I don't think we have enough quality to probably challenge for the playoffs. But the league is so tight that you never know. And Holloway's got two promotions to the Premier League, you know, via the playoffs. People forget that. I think he's a bit underestimated as a manager. I don't, I don't think our squad is is quite as good as some of the other ones that are up there. Um, in terms of what the board see, I mean, they might say consolidation, but, you know, maybe if... You know, obviously, he's ploughed a lot of money in, so, and he's not... He's a co-chairman, Tony Fernandez, but I, it, you feel like he's, you know, he changes his mind every four or five weeks, so you don't know if he wants to just consolidate or actually try and get promoted this year i don't think we're up to it and i sort of think we're exactly where we would have been 
really um we do we do need to improve um we don't and in terms of in terms of january signings we don't really have a, a genuine right back apart from furlong darnell furlong who's on loan um you know nader manure plays there and he he's never been a right back um and we could probably do with a couple of more wide options um but whether holloway will get money or not uh, remains to be seen Yeah, and Kevin, with Leeds, you've talked about the playoffs. How close do you think you are to achieving that? And what changes would you make if you were Gary Monk this January? Like I said before, really, um, if we are in that position, sort of January time, sort of in in or around the playoffs, I think we should really go for broke, really, and try and, you know, get at least two or three more quality players in the team. We've got a great team spirit at the moment. It's fantastic. Uh, everybody's playing for each other. Everybody's playing out of the skins. That's, that was slightly a bit disappointing back today because we didn't really see the real leads that we've been seeing over the last few weeks. But that's because Newcastle are a quality team, really. Uh, the title's definitely going to go to Tyneside this season. And there's just going to be a load, there's going to be a massive scramble for the other five places. And there's about 15 teams involved um, going down to, you know, Villa are turning the corner a little bit now as well. There's loads of teams that are going to be involved in the playoff situation um, come April, May. And hopefully if we get the right players in in January and we're in a good position, and you never know, we might have been taken over by then as well, there could be a good spirit around the club again. And you never know, you saw today what what the potential of what can happen at a club like Leeds, selling out. uh, We sold out the game literally three weeks ago. It's been sold out for ages now, 36,000. Fans, I mean, that's the potential of the club. It's only a, a small stadium compared to others. But when that stadium is full, it's it's fantastic noise that they generate. And it shows you that, you know, we've got an extra, what, 10, uh, 15,000 on what our usual gate um, for, for a lot of the matches this season. The potential is there. That, you know, it's it's the potential sky high if Gary Monks get, uh, does get it right in the end. And hopefully we'll be in and around the playoffs Um come April and that's when we obviously will see the metal of uh, of the team and uh, Gary Monk and see how we get on from there. 36,000, um, sorry Jake, 36,000 enormous. You've been yeah. to Loftus Road. It's, you know, that's that <laughs> a tin box. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, but it, it, obviously your place as well, James, when, when, the, when the team is buzzing, uh, they can generate quite a lot of noise at Loftus Road as well, despite what crowd it is. Um, if everybody's behind the team, you know, the, the noise is deafening at times. And, um, yeah, it's fantastic. <clears throat> Apparently the, the gate for Villa's sort of zooming up as well. It's going to be a decent gate for that as well. But we're, we're, I think we're, we're like pretending really that we're uh, sort of a premiership club at the moment because obviously Newcastle are a premiership quality. We've got Liverpool in the cup in a couple of weeks. Another obviously potential Premiership game, and then we play Villa. So at this moment in time, we're sort of living in the little dreamland that we are in the Premiership. And I think some of the fans are just coming down to see what this side can do, and hopefully Gary Monk will get the uh, um, get the right equation at the end of the season. One question I would like to ask you, Kevin, is: Do you think that all this success could have a negative effect in? there could be a potential to lose players. Because I've seen Charlie Taylor's been linked to quite a few clubs. Ronaldo Vieira has been linked to Newcastle in recent weeks. Do you think that's a possibility and maybe your success could become a negative if that does happen? Not really, because if we're, if, we're, if we're playing well, then obviously the team's doing well. So why would 
anybody want to go anywhere else apart from obviously Charlie Taylor's been linked with moves all season because his contract finishes in at the end of the season anyway. So <clears throat> there is a likelihood that he will leave. But I, th- I don't think players like Vieira um, and the youngsters will be going anywhere at the moment. Janssen's got, obviously, he's got 20 games to play for Leeds and we got an option to buy him. So hopefully they'll get that sorted out straight away. Hernandez, uh, we've got a contract uh, for him that we signed him in January as well. Um, these players hopefully won't be going anywhere whilst Leeds are doing well. But he, the, the better you do, the, the more links your players get with other sides anyway. That's just part of the success of teams. So you have to get used to that. But so long as we're doing well, I don't think anybody will want to go anywhere else. Not when there's 36,000 fans cheering them on week in, week out. So, you know, that's you've got to look at that picture as well. Uh, if, you, if you're doing well, then other teams look at your players. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think that Leeds would be fine for keeping hold of their players till at least the end of the season. But it's, it's then that it could become a problem, especially if you don't get the player for promotion that you maybe need to keep these players. But just moving on to Newcastle now, I think... I'm pretty happy with our season. It's difficult if I came on and moaned about being top of the league or something. I'm not going to do that. I'm fairly happy, I think. Benitez is establishing a good squad, like a good spirit in the squad. You can see that the players all play for each other and it's completely different to what it has been like in years past on the McLaren and Pardew. So that's been really pleasing. And the way that the club are reconnecting with the fan base is also excellent. You see Benitez inviting fans from twi- from big Twitter accounts to come to the training He's going on phone-ins, he's doing things in the community. Uh, there's a new website being launched, which is giving uh, the TV, Newcastle TV, which was previously a subscriber thing, that is now going to be free to all supporters. So they're making big strides to sort of reconnecting the club with the community, did, which did, is great. Yeah. Did he coach uh, an under-13 team or something the other week as well? He gave he, them advice at half-time or something. He did. Be, I, I, yeah. he did. I, I thought he, he gave the under-14 team talk at halftime when they were losing, I think, the, yeah. from, from the academy, which is, you know, just shows how how he takes his job so seriously. He goes and watches all the youth groups. He takes a big interest in the academy, and that, that's something that hasn't happened at Newcastle in a long time. And hopefully we're going to see the rewards from that in the next five or six years when these players are coming through. We're going to see the impact that he's had. I think that's not going to be something that we're going to see in the short term, but in the long term, that's definitely a hope that I have. Um, I think... There's still changes we need to make in January purely because I think we've got five or six players going to the African Cup of Nations. And even in a squad as, uh, that we've got at the moment, that's going to be a big hit on the squad. And I think we might have to bring in another two or three players to sort of cover for that, which is going to no doubt make uh, fans of other championship clubs angry because we'll be spending more money. But I think it's going to be done with a view to next season rather than this season. They'll be bringing in players that they think can have an impact in the Premier League and maybe will play a, a smaller role this season while they're getting adjusted to the club and, and, and the, the new country and things. I think that's something that will happen because, you know, you've seen we we were not good enough for the Premier League last season. We've pretty much got the same squad. We've brought in the likes of Dwight Gale and Matt Ritchie, players that haven't had a great impact in the Premier League themselves. So I think they're still moves we have to make before we can claim to be a Premier League side again. We're well on our way, but I think we need to make those changes if we do want to stay up next season, if we do go up, as many people think we will. Um, so that's something that I think we need to address, but I'm fairly happy. It's difficult not to be. I think we'll we'll make those moves. I have total trust in Benitez. I've, I've never had more trust in a manager. Throughout my time supporting Newcastle, I wasn't that old when Keegan and Robson were there, so I, I don't have those ties as some people do, but I think Benitez 
because it's, it's definitely has the potential to be as good as those two in, in the long run. Uh, we're already in the quarterfinals of the cap, uh, the EFL Cup. So if we beat Hull in that, we'll be in the semi-final. So we're definitely making massive strides as a club, and that's really pleasing. Um, Jake, do you th- Jake, do you think you might lose anybody in January? Any players? Maybe. I, I'm, I'm not totally... I'm not too worried. A bit like Kevin, while the team are playing well, um, with Benitez at the club, they can the players will see that there's something good being built. I think the only players that might leave are ones that maybe are not happy of how much they're playing at the moment. I think the Shelby won't leave now because of all this uh, stuff he's involved with on the off the pitch. I know I know he played today, but he's probably got a big ban coming his way for stuff he said to to opposition players. So that's going to be, I think that's going to rule him out of a move. And I don't see people coming in for Gale or Mitrovic. I think they'll probably stay. So I'm I'm not too worried about that. But I mean, it's always a possibility. Uh, I just don't really see it happening. A bit like Kevin. I think, I think you've just, yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And it's obviously a massive loving with Rafa and Rafa with kind of, with, with with the Newcastle fans, and it, it is it's, it, when when Newcastle get a manager that the fans really get, and there's a bit of success. You, you, you know, as a team, you can be quite a frightening force. Actually, Ian Holloway, Ian Holloway called you a mighty horde um, earlier <laughs> this week. It was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> he was also showing his players Coach Carter in the first training session, wasn't he? He's... Yeah, yeah, he, he's balmy. He's absolutely funny. <laughs> uh, he, he decided to sit, sit them all down and, and show Samuel L. Jackson in the true story of Coach Carter um, to, you know, I, I don't know, to, you know, bond him, make him, make him be inspired. Uh, I, to be honest, I think he could inspire most people, Holloway. I just wonder what Sky are going to do with that because they had this 10 days, 10 games in 10 days thing and Holloway was a big part of that. They're going to be lost without him That's on Sky TV. Yeah? There were these uh, insights and stuff like that, you know, and his personality. Uh, I think they've got David Prutton as the replacement, one of, our, one of our old players, but he's not in the, uh, you know, he's not Ian Holloway, is he? He's not quite the personality Holloway is. So uh, this 10 games in 10 days thing might be a bit of a damn squib now, I think. I'm sure he'll pop up during that. <laughs> I can't see him not. But um, I think I think we have a Thursday game. I think Wall- QPR Wolves is a right. Thursday game, and I think yeah. that must a Thursday game must be one of the ten in ten. Yeah, that'll be it. Anyway, we'll move on to the next topic now, which I just want to briefly touch on, which is the price of tickets in the championship, because there was a price of football study released on the BBC this week, where it said away tickets in the championship were more expensive than away tickets in the Premier League, which is kind of understandable given the regulations that have been brought in in the Premier League. But I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on tickets at the moment and what changes you'd like to see implemented in the Football League. I'll kick off. Um, it's really interesting, actually, thinking about this because I, I did have a read of it, and um, there were people asking to do the twenties plenty. Um, from from the viewpoint of where where I am, as obviously as a QPR fan, we do have a pretty small stadium, and so I think we do charge, you know, for you know comfortably over thirty pounds. I think there's about ten teams or so that do that in 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 the championship, and. Um, uh, our CEO Lee Hughes, this was kind of level for him earlier this season, and he was like, "You know how much it costs to run a stadium." Um, obviously, I'm a fan and I'm for the fans, but it just gave me a really interesting perspective because we don't have the TV money for that much longer. I don't know how many years of parachute payments we've got left, uh, maybe one. And um, you know, I, I sort of get why they have to do it, 
um but you know you've got to make it affordable as well it's it's quite complex i think it depends on club to club a little bit yeah i agree i I think this 20s plenty campaign it's been going since 2013 um hasn't made massive inroads but they saved i think they saved 68,000 premier league fans 738,000 pounds in its first two seasons which must be, you know, commended. <clears throat> and it's reduced costs for football league fans at Coventry, Barnsley, Bradford and Doncaster. So they're making slight inroads. But I think the campaign needs a bit more publicity, really, to put, for every club to get involved. And, yeah, 20 quid, because you've got uh, the spiralling food costs, drink, travel costs as well to take into consideration when you go away from home. So 20 quid. Well, I can't imagine anybody's going to charge Leeds fans 20 quid to go into an away game because uh, they can make such a fortune out of Leeds fans. But uh, they're making slight inroads and hopefully it'll continue because, um, you know, like I said, they've been going for about three years now. So maybe another couple of years, things like that will happen on a regular basis. I think the main difference between the Championship and the Premier League is that the, in the Premier League, there's so much money and there's schemes in place to to limit pricing because they, I think they had away, fun, away fan funds for quite a while that each club got a, a certain amount of money that they could put into incentives for away fans and things like that to bring the prices down. And now they've brought in a blanket price, which I, I think is a great idea. And But in the Championship, you've got these clubs that don't have as much money and all the money they've got, they're putting into trying to get that promotion or trying to consolidate in the Championship. And it, it's not quite as easy for them to, to decrease prices. I mean, I can, I can, I can see an argument for, for bringing prices down. I, I, I'm all for that. I think fans shouldn't have to pay over 20 pounds to go away from home. But I think it's going to have to be directives from the Football League giving out money rather than, than the clubs themselves doing these schemes. Because I, I know Newcastle are very good for away tickets. They, they brought in a lot of reciprocal pricing when they're in the Premier League. Um, they don't charge too much, consider, considering they could easily, after being relegated, said £40. People probably would have paid it to go, but I, I'm, I'm quite happy with how Newcastle have dealt with it. And especially as I, I'm sure uh, I know for a fact that we get charged quite a lot to go away from home because it's Newcastle, like like the same as Leeds, like Ken was saying, they, they mm. know that Newcastle fans are going to go <laughs> and they can sell at those prices. So I think it's going to have to be some from the Football League, but I, I would like to see maybe the £20 blanket price, not even just for the championship across football in England. I think that any more yeah. than that is, is, is slightly ridiculous because, you know, these football clubs have a lot of money. It's if it's a case of bringing your wage bill down by so much a week, then it's probably fair to the fans. I mean, uh-huh. it's, I don't know. I'm not that business orientated with football. I'm not sure how the business runs and how they need to bring their money in. But it does seem that £20 is a fair price. I agree. Uh, I do agree. And I mean, I don't, I, again, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not a businessman. I don't know in economics and I don't know that much about the German football model, but the fact that so many of the, quite a lot of the big German football clubs are kind of community owned or community led. There's a lot more sort of fan ownership there it allows them to have really competitive pricing, but because, you know, unfortunately the premier league and then where it, and English football as a whole, it's seen as big business. So it's just people coming in with kind of different different points of view in mind. Like a QPR, I know they, even in the championship, I think they have category A, B and C matches. Newcastle and Leeds and Villa, obviously going to be in category A. And, you know, you get some dreadful views at Loftus Road for 35, mm-hmm. 40 quid. Some terrible mm. views. And, you know, it, you wouldn't even want to pay 20 quid for it. <laughs> yeah, we'll just move on to player watch now. 
where each of us will discuss a player that is impressed in our most recent fixture and somebody that's disappointed. If you don't have one for either, you can pick somebody from the opposition team. We'll start with you, James. Who impressed and disappointed in your win over Norwich? Overall, you know, it, it was a good win. So overall, I wouldn't say anybody hugely disappointed, weirdly. In terms of impressed, um, I'd like to see Joel Lynch get more of a run in the team. He was when he, he won everything, and he, he, you know, and then he had to he had to change. He had to go to to left back because of an injury, um, and you know, he we got him from Huddersfield. He looks like a real decent championship centre half, and. I'd, I'd like to see him get a run in, ahead of um, Stephen Colker, who I have never been convinced about. In terms of disappointing, is there's not really disappoint. It's disappointing that Jack Robinson, actually, who is a, a left back, a kind of second left back, has had such bad luck with injuries with us. He's got a monumental throw, which caused the chaos for the um, for the red card at the beginning, and looks decent. That's kind of he's not he wasn't disappointing. It's just disappointing for him. He, we've not got to see enough of him really. I'd just like to ask you quickly about Norwich because obviously they're now 13 points off the top. A lot of people expected them to go back up the season. There's been quite a big drop off. They lost a lead, so Kevin will know about that. Um, well, how do you what do you think of them? Do you think they're still going to be challenging for promotion, or do you think that they they're just not back as good as everybody thought they were? It's weird. I've got a couple of friends that are Norwich fans and it's just it's when sometimes it feels like it just gets a bit stale with a manager. And obviously, I don't think they've won in four or five games now, but they were doing exactly as predicted before. Um, I think if they continue to slide and it's kind of, you know, another four or five matches and they don't get a win, then questions need to be asked. Um, And there isn't a huge amount of change to their squad. But then similarly, it was the squad that got them up. So... I mean, they, they fought hard and did well to get back into it. And Naismith's a very clever player. He's For me, he's a, a lower-level Premier League player. But they haven't got that many of those. I mean, maybe it's just a case of going a bit stale um, for Alex Neal. He's been there a while. Yeah, I did say a few weeks ago that I thought that their start was quite kind to them and I didn't think they'd be able to keep it up. It does seem the turning point for, for Newcastle and Norwich was that game where we came back from 3-1 down and managed to get win 4-3. And since then, we've gone eight wins in a row and they've gone slightly in the opposite direction which which I guess it, if people are going to look back at the end of the season on that match I think they're going to be up in the playoff spot but I just don't think they'll be challenging for the top two but anyway we'll move on to you now Kev uh, who impressed yeah. and disappointed in Leeds defeat today um, I don't think anybody was on top of the game today to be fair um, I think Janssen won as much headers as he's won in, in a like he usually does, you know, he, he, he was okay, he did okay, all right for us. He okay and was running around the pitch trying to create things. Um, Sacco did well when he came on as a substitute, caused a bit of mayhem here and there. But overall, I don't think anybody sort of stood out. I thought Shelby was outstanding for Newcastle. Uh, he sort of strolled around the park and dictated things. The only naughty thing that he did, we he kicked out Phillips, but obviously the referee didn't really see that, so nothing happened. And then he put his arm around the referee as if they were best mates, so that didn't go down well with the Leeds fans either. So apart from that, he, he obviously dictated play. Uh, going back to the Norwich thing, I think they've gone downhill a little bit as well because um, uh, how, one of our old boys, Johnny Housen, hasn't been playing for the last sort of few weeks. I think he, he glues that team together a little bit, does Johnny. I think they have missed him a lot and I think Neil will be sacked actually in the next uh, week or two because I don't think he's very popular in Norwich at the moment and he could definitely be sacked in the, in the next week or two. Um, oh, can I just mention as well, uh, James, uh, it's the anniversary of our uh, 
12 years ago today, we beat QPR 6-1 when Holloway was the boss then as well at Ellen Road. Um, QPR scored in the first few minutes and we thought, here we go again. And then we managed to be what, sort of 5-1 up at our time. I don't know how it happened. Brian Dean got four goals or something. Everybody was clamouring for him to play for England again. But I've just noticed it was the anniversary. So I just thought I'd give it a quick mention, even though obviously Holloway, and with Holloway being back at QPR as well, I just thought it sort of coincided nicely with that, uh, that uh, anniversary as well. Um, going back to your original... Only, only for one of us. <laughs> <laughs> only for one of us. I just, I, I just noticed then. I thought oh, I've got to mention that to James tonight. So I've got it in on the podcast. Whether it'll be used or not, it's up to the lads. Uh, but yeah, going back to Leeds again. Janssen's been outstanding for the last few weeks. So Kane's brilliant. Uh, as long as we get back into winning ways on Saturday against Rotherham, that's all that really matters now. Losing 2-0 to Newcastle, it's not a big deal. They're the best team in the league. Uh, we, we pushed for an equaliser. It never came. We lost 2-0. Let's move on to Saturday now against Rotherham. I'd just like to ask you quickly about Ronaldo Vieira, because obviously his name jumps out to you. <laughs> it's got a brother it, as well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he was linked to Newcastle uh, this week, well, and I, he, I wasn't too impressed with him today. I was wondering what your thoughts are on him as a player. He's 18, um, uh, Jake, so yeah, he's going to make mistakes. I think it was overrunning midfield today by uh, a classy Newcastle midfield, but he used to play for Whitley Bay uh, schoolboys, so I think Newcastle are a bit knacked that he slipped through their net. That's the reason he's being linked with Newcastle at the moment. They want him to sort of have him back uh, amongst their fold, so I think that's where the connection comes from. I know they're being linked with uh, Ali Taylor as well, but I think most clubs in the Premiership have been linked with him as well. So, yeah, Vieira, I mean, that, that goal he got the other week against Norwich in the last sort of minute, that was a fantastic effort. And he scored the winning penalty in the penalty shootout against Norwich as well. So I think he just enjoys playing against Norwich, which is nice for us because we don't usually beat them that uh, uh, successfully. So the uh, last couple of games, he, he's come up trumps. But he's only 18. He's got a lot to learn. He's got a lot of skill. And a lot, a lot of people are saying he's even better than Lewis Cook. So... You can see why people are looking at him because he's been sort of compared to players like Lewis Cook and he's come through the R Academy and he's he's doing really well. But I don't I, I probably should not have played today really. I think he should have been on the bench and maybe Sacco should have started. But you know, Monk picked a team he thought was gonna get a result and you got to respect that. Yeah, he's definitely a player I'm going to keep an eye on from, from that review. I haven't seen much of him. I do remember the goal against Norwich, and I, I'm, I'm hoping he does kick on. It's good to see a young player getting a chance. But just moving on to Newcastle now, uh, I wouldn't say anyone really disappointed for us. I think it was a good team performance. Everyone played well. Um, the standout for me was probably Dwight Gale. Uh, it's difficult not to. He scored two goals. He was running around all game. He was making runs that the Leeds defence found difficult to track. Uh, I, I think he's just a Premier League class player. I think he didn't get as many opportunities as he should have at Palace, and now we're reaping the rewards. That was his 14th league goal, I think, so it's quite... He's, he's got loads, and I, he could go on to get 30-plus. He's he's, he's going to get lots of service throughout the season. He's got the likes of Shelby and Richie in the team supplying him. So he, he's really impressed me today, especially as Mitrovic has been in such good form that it would have been easy for him maybe to, to have slipped off and Mitrovic to be given the start. But Gale came in and took his opportunity, which really impressed me. As, uh, as, long, as long as he stays at a nightclub, uh, <laughs> I think he'll be all right, yeah. I think he'll do a good job this season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hopefully he does keep out of trouble because that was a slightly worrying story. But he, he, he played well today. It seems like he, he hasn't been too affected by it. So that's pleasing. Um, just finally, before we wrap up, we'll just do your match previews for next week. Uh, we'll start with you, James. You've got a trip to Ipswich Town. How do you see that one going? 
Oh, it's, 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 it's worrying, feeling uh, optimistic and positive um, because, um, I mean, Ipswich, Ipswich are on a bit of a down, you know, downward curve at the moment as well. And a lot of fans, a bit like Norwich, actually, a lot of fans are quite oh. unhappy with Mick McCarthy and kind of think he's had his time. I mean, you know, they've never replaced Daryl Murphy. And I think they're the joint lowest scoring team in the championship along with Wigan, maybe. Mm. I mean, we're not pulling up trees in terms of the amount that we score. So, I mean, I'd happily take a, I'd happily take a draw away from home, you know, win at home, draw away, the classic phrase. But maybe we could get a little bit more because they're not up to it at the moment. And, you know, I think who's probably their best player is McGoldrick. And Freddie Sears can't seem to be a forward yeah. anymore. I think they play him out wide. So, and with, even with Hasbank, we didn't have that bad an, an away record. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, which is unusual <laughs> for me. And moving on to you now, Kevin, we've talk, you've talked about it today. You've got a Yorkshire derby against Rotherham United. Obviously, Leeds will be big favourites going into that game. How do you see that one going? Yeah, we'll be big favourites. We've played the top of the league today, played the bottom of the league next week. So two different tests. It's on TV again. Uh, last couple of visits there haven't been too successful. We've lost 2-1 because Rotherham seemed to raise the game a lot in front of 10,000 people at their uh, stadium, which can be very intimidating. Kenny Jacket is a decent coach. He'll get, he'll get some results this season. But hopefully the true... Uh, side of a good team is when you lose a game, how you bounce back uh, in the next game and hopefully that will be with a, an away victory. I'm sure we'll be back on song next week and you know, back in the playoffs if we win as well. We've got a great chance to be back there as well, so that's a great incentive. Yeah, and Newcastle uh, got a home match against Blackburn Rovers, which is going to be Another interesting test. They're, they've improved slightly of late. They got a good win over Brentford at the weekend, which surprised me. But um, Danny Graham got a couple of goals. So it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain that and put a good performance in at St. James's Park. I, It's difficult not to be uh, optimistic about this one. I think <laughs> we've got more than enough to meet Blackburn. If We've won our last eight games. We're not going to slip up at home against Blackburn. I can't see that happening. I think maybe Mitrovic will come back in. We might even see a little bit of Daryl Murphy's back in training. He, he's not really played a great deal for us, but he could be involved in some capacity. Uh, I'd expect changes because we've got a League Cup quarterfinal against Hull on the Tuesday. So I'd expect Benitez to maybe put a bit more uh, impetus on that game where we're, where we're doing so well in the league. He, he might rest a few big hitters for that quarterfinal because it's a great opportunity to get to the semi-final of a competition. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a slightly different team, but I think we'll probably win it 2 or 3-0. I, I, I can't see us dropping points to Blackburn. So, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll go for a win. But uh, with that, we're out of time for today. I'd just like to thank you all for coming on today. Um, if you'd just like to tell people where they can reach you, now would be a good time. Yeah, uh, James Evans, Jimmy Evans on Twitter. Also, uh, just set up We Are QPR TV on YouTube, which is WQPR TV on Twitter also. Yeah, uh, Leeds United underscore mad on Twitter. Uh, catch me on Radio Yorkshire, The Sun Football Online and the Made in Leeds TV. And we're, I'll see you in the semi-finals, Jake, in a few weeks of the EFL Cup. Yeah, you've got a slightly tricky game than us, but we can all hope. <laughs> but yeah, you could get my Twitter account at Jake Jackal with two N's. I wrote for EPL Index, The Boot Room, and a few other sites, which I'll plug on my Twitter account. So give me a follow over there. And thanks so much for joining us today on the Championship Roundtable, and we hope you keep listening. Bye.